really matters? That might be the most important question you can ask. So let's talk about it. Welcome to What Really Matters podcast, Everyday Spirituality with Karen Wyatt. Thanks for joining me here again today. I am going to be talking today about awe, A-W-E, awe, and stress and suffering. And I've spoken about awe before back in episode number 96. And you can go back and listen to that if you want a good introduction to awe. But I will also uh, summarize a little bit some of the other, some of the basic information about awe in general and the benefits of awe. But the reason I wanted to talk about it again is because a new study has come out measuring awe during times of stress and suffering. So this is is something different than I've looked at before. And I found it very fascinating. And so I thought it would be worth talking about. Because for those of us who work in stressful situations, in healthcare, or around death and dying, um, we're, we're often we're often working with people in times of crisis and we're experiencing suffering, we're witnessing pain. And this study actually looked at the ability to find awe during difficult times. And so I I wanted to really talk about that and the idea of using awe as a tool that can help us through difficulties. So that was the purpose of the study that was done. And um, before we get into the study, I'm just going to talk a little bit about uh, the, the researchers and how they described awe. And so they mentioned the fact that awe is now considered to be a distinct emotion separate from all other emotions. And they said in, in past uh, decades, scientists have had a hard time actually describing the, the experience of awe and figuring out what it is, but it is now being categorized as an emotion because it has its own specific vocalizations. You know, when um, an awesome experience happens, something that evokes awe in you, people are likely to gasp or to say something like, oh, oh my, oh, that's incredible, wow. Or people, some, they vocalize in a certain way when this, this, awe experience occurs. And there are also specific facial expressions that occur during a time of awe. I think looking with wonder, maybe wide-eyed, maybe mouth open, some of those facial expressions that happen when we witness something incredible. And there are also specific changes in the body physiology that happen during times of awe. So awe is now considered a distinct emotion that we experience. And we have frequently in the past defined awe as uh, having an experience that is bigger than ourselves. And that it's usually evoked by encountering kind of the vastness of the world, um, seeing the Grand Canyon, looking up at the stars at night and seeing the Milky Way and contemplating how vast the universe is, or uh, looking up at a canopy of trees in the forest and seeing how, um, how, how many trees and leaves there are and how huge the forest is. Some, some experience of, of vastness, I think that word goes really well with awe. But for this study, they wanted to look at 
awe in everyday life. So it'll be a little bit different as we describe what evokes awe. And that's what I found really fascinating. And and I'll read through again, the benefits of awe experiences. First of all, having ha- having an awe experience decreases inflammatory markers. So it helps us decrease inflammation in our bodies. Um, it decreases a focus on the self and self absorption. Uh, increases feelings of generosity and empathy. It increases social integration and cooperation when it happens in a group, if there's a group of people experiencing the same thing at the same time. It tends to bring them together and help that group be more cohesive. And it increases a sense of meaning and purpose in life in general and in the situation. So uh, these are fantastic benefits. All of us need these. And and I think I listed more of them back in episode 96, if you want to go back and listen to that. One interesting thing is that awe is not always evoked by something positive happen, happening. Um, the researchers said 10 to 20% of awe experiences are caused by something frightening that occurs. And if you think about it, you can imagine the same kind of facial expressions and vocalizations might occur after a frightening event. So prior to this study, I'm going to talk about most of the research that I've read about has been done in very positive situations when people are traveling or going for a hike or witnessing something amazing that happens to them. And um, that's how awe has been studied in a positive situation. And so what was fascinating to me, again, is that they intentionally studied awe during times of great stress. So the study was performed during COVID, and they had two different cohorts, one a group of just community members, and the second group, a group of healthcare workers who were working in hospitals with COVID patients and who were under a great deal of stress working longer hours than usual. It sounds like uh, witnessing lots of death and lots of severe illness that sometimes it wasn't possible to treat. So these were healthcare workers in very stressful circumstances, and they wanted to study whether or not healthcare workers could experience awe on a daily basis if they were prompted to and educated about it and what effects that would have. So first of all, all of the participants received an educational session over Zoom. They were taught about awe and how to find awe in everyday life. And they were given three instructions that, first of all, in the moment to pay attention, to focus in on what was happening and be able to observe and, and look at what was happening right before them. Secondly, to slow down and pause for just a second to allow enough time to register this moment and what's happening right now in this moment. And then thirdly, to expand on the moment. And and I think that includes partly being able to reflect on the moment, but also like stepping back in a way from the moment and seeing the big picture right there 
in that place right where you are and being able to look at it, take it in and remember it for what it is. So I thought this was really interesting instructions to to remind people to look for awe and and make it possible to experience awe because first of all if you're not paying attention if you're not focused and if you're rushing around and not taking a moment to stop and kind of pause and be present you're not likely to experience awe. So they were really teaching them how to be in the moment and how to be present with what was happening around them. So this initial session taught uh, all of the subjects in the study about awe and how to find awe in everyday life, which this is valuable, valuable training for all of us to remember these three things, pay attention, slow down and pause and expand on the moment. But then in the study, after that initial Zoom educational session, each participant received a questionnaire every single day for 22 days, asking them whether or not they had had any experience of awe during the day um, to relate any positive emotions they had experienced. And they answered questions about whether they were experiencing fatigue, physical pain, and asked about stress and then well-being. So every single day, a questionnaire arrived and they answered a question about how they were doing. So in a sense, they were being reminded every day, oh yes, look for awe, look for awe. And um, each one of each time a questionnaire came, it was like a little trigger that that's right, I'm supposed to be looking for awe experiences, which they found actually helped people have more awe experiences as time went on because the reminders through via the questionnaires helped them focus more on awe and looking for experiences of awe. So one of the things they found is that both groups of people experienced less stress and improved well-being uh, when, on the days that they expressed experiencing awe, they, they had less stress and improved well-being. The community group had less fatigue and pain during the day, but the healthcare workers did not. They were still working just as hard and having just as many physical symptoms, and yet they reported greater well-being and less stress during that busy day. And it was associated with the experience of awe. They asked people to talk about what had triggered the awe. And uh, they described a, a lot of different situations. Um, some people described uh, natural occurrences like a rainstorm happening outside and watching the raindrops on the window or hearing the sound of thunder or seeing lightning bolts. Um, another person talked about the sunlight coming through the trees and um, the way the sun comes down in little rays and you can see it making patterns as it shines through the trees in, a wo in the woods. And some of the healthcare workers expressed awe over stressful situations such as resuscitating a patient in the ICU and seeing the patient's heart start beating again and the patient return to full consciousness and um, how 
just amazing, that sense of life, the fragility of life on the one hand and the persistence of life also at the same time. And more and more of these healthcare workers began to see awe in these very challenging situations as they worked with patients and to see that life still has meaning even in our most challenging times and that there is love and compassion even in the worst of days. I think we can take the results of this study and really use them for ourselves, for our own lives, and remember that there is awe present in everything, no matter what we're experiencing, no matter where we are. So we don't have to plan a trip to the Grand Canyon or stay up late at night to stargaze. We simply have to be awake and aware and fully present in every moment in order to experience the awe that's already contained within all of these experiences. And I wanted to read a poem to you by Mary Oliver called Everything That Was Broken. Everything that was broken has forgotten its brokenness. I live now in a sky house. Through every window, the sun. Also your presence. Our touching, our stories. Earthly and holy, both. How can this be? But it is. Every day has something in it whose name is forever. And I absolutely love that last line. Every day has something in it whose name is forever. Every day has awe in it. And we can experience the awe if we simply are aware that it's there and we begin to look for it and we begin to open ourselves to those experiences that are are there waiting for us. Even in the most difficult and most challenging times, even when we're sitting with someone who's dying, and in fact, more so perhaps because we can be at the bedside watching this miracle in a sense of death as it happens, as a body takes its last breath and watching the light that shines and radiates from a person who's nearing death, listening to their breathing, seeing the family gather around them, feeling the energy of the dying process in the room and what that evokes in people, feeling the power of grief and sadness, but also of the love and devotion that people have for the person who is going through this last experience of their physical life. It's incredible. And we're so lucky that we get to be part of it for those of us who work in this field. It's an amazing experience and there's nothing like it. It's awe-inspiring. And yet, so are other more ordinary experiences as well. I have now been a grandmother for one year And looking back on these experiences with my granddaughter, as she has grown so much over this year, I'm aware of over and over experiencing awe myself in simply observing her and watching 
how she learns things, how she tries new things, watching her explore the world, and then witnessing the awe on her face as she saw a squirrel for the first time, or watched the leaves quivering on a tree, or saw bubbles rising up from a bubble maker for the first time, and and seeing how, how they broke when she touched them, and her delight, her delight in everything, really, every little thing, including finding a, a hair on the floor, which she picked up in her little fingers and studied in the light, turning it, pulling on it, folding it, her amazement and her fascination with every simple, tiny thing. And for me, it's it's a reminder. The awe is is there in everything. It has always been there. And a child is so adept at finding it. And when we can look at the world through their eyes, or when we simply sit side by side and can be their companion as they view the world, we can tap into that and experience it. And it's similar with a person on their deathbed because they are also experiencing awe at whatever they they are exploring in other realms or spheres beyond this physical existence, whatever is happening for them, it tends to be awe-inducing for that particular person. And we ourselves can join in that and experience it as well as their companion. And we can be in awe of them and their reaction and how they manage this last experience of life. And so that's really all I wanted to say. I wanted to revisit this topic of awe once I read that study because uh, it was fascinating to me. And I feel like it's something we need to encourage healthcare providers to learn about and to, to begin to search for awe in their own work because I think it would go a long way to help with burnout and unhappiness on the job if healthcare providers were, were able to find everyday awe in, in all of the work that they do. So I'm going to end by reading Mary Oliver's poem once again, because it's a short poem, but it's super impactful and very meaningful. So I'm going to read it one more time so you can hear it. Everything That Was Broken by Mary Oliver. Everything that was broken has forgotten its brokenness. I live now in a sky house, through every window the sun, also your presence, our touching, our stories, earthly and holy both. How can this be? But it is. Every day has something in it whose name is forever. beautiful. And so may you find awe in the earthly and the holy and live in a sky house and see the sun as it comes through your window every day, even in the midst of the darkness. Until next time, bye-bye.